0: welcome to desert rain community radio dispatches from the verge today David Morrison and I sit down and kind of kind of look at three different topics we start off with this idea of kingdom tide which is part of the liturgical calendar uh, we shift that into um, or sort of build on that this idea of uh, Justice-minded uh, theology or actions with, that are inspired through um, religion and spirituality, and then we look at uh, just sort of sort of how how does that translate into the world? And, and David's um, description of that is a working class theology or a working class spirituality. But before we get into that, thank you to Danny West. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Thank you to Jacob Nedia at Monk Drums. That's what you hear in the background. Uh, If you'd like to uh, read uh, more of David's writings or learn about Desert Rain Community, theruined.com is a place to go. Uh, Also, if you'd like to find more episodes, drcrpod.com is a place to find that as well as wherever you found this episode. Um, If you enjoy what you're hearing, please tell a friend. Word of mouth and social media really helps us. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. Welcome back to Desert Rain <laughs> Community Radio. Here we are.
1: <laughs> uh, are we Mr. here,
0: Mr. David Morrison? How are you doing? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Is yours off? Is your my cell phone's? A, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm doing well. We're back, back in the podcast studio, um, and we kind of have a pretty broad topic that we're going to try to tackle, and and we'll try to make it as as uh, concise and interesting <laughs> as as possible. But um, so, for, I, I guess I would preface it with: in the past, we have done different uh, episodes on liturgical seasons. So last December, we did a three three or four-part series on Advent. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, we did one, I think, this year uh, around Easter, about Easter, and kind yeah. of how it, it's not just one day, yeah. but it's sort of a season. And so right now we are in what the liturgical calendar considers ordinary time. Um, and then in modern time, there's been a—would you put— well, how would you describe what was added, as far as Kingdom Tide is concerned, which is what we're currently the time frame we're currently in. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's kind of an obscure history of these kinds of things. I hope I don't bore the listener <laughs> too well, much. And we've
0: definitely t- touched on it before in other episodes, yeah. but um, so so we are repeating ourselves somewhat, but it's yeah. for a greater conversation, a bigger conversation.
1: So so basically, the liturgical calendar has always been. Very lopsided as far as its interaction with the chronological calendar. Mm. and so so after uh, Easters, you have uh, the the uh, the Pentecost, the day of Pentecost celebration, which is usually in June. But then after that, all the way from June all the way to December, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. There are no specific seasons, so they call it ordinary time. Uh, they've called, and in ancient times they called it after Pentecost, the season after Pentecost.
0: <laughs> didn't even so have that its was, own co- name. Yeah. So it didn't,
1: <laughs> but that's a long stretch of, that's half the year. Yeah, right. And right. so a group of Protestants got together. I think it was the precursor to what became the world council of churches, mm. which I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm, I know very little about mm. Protestant history, right. but, uh, uh, but they got together uh, probably the 1930s and said, let's, let's, let's uh, designate a season from basically September, late August, September, all the way to Advent, okay. to December, and call it Kingdom Tide, Kingdom Time. Tide is, is just an ancient word for you know, the time, mm. Easter Tide, Christmas okay. Tide, that kind
0: of thing. Yule tide, Yule tide, <laughs>
1: tide pods.
0: Don't <laughs> eat don't those eat kids.
1: <laughs> I don't think that ever happened. I don't think a kid ever ate it. Well, I think that it, was just a urban myth.
0: And uh, <laughs> what? It, well, we can get anyway, into the whole yeah. thing, but yeah, there's uh, ways. There's ways to fake it. Editing film, that yeah, would not, exactly. not be hard.
1: I mean, I believe we uh, we landed on the moon, but I don't believe that
0: kid ate the tide pod.
1: That's kind of my position. <laughs> the real conspiracy yeah. theory. So is anyway. the tide
0: is the tide pods? <laughs> Anyways.
1: Um, and so, yeah, so it stuck for a while. Methodist did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some Presbyterians might have adopted it, and then it just kind of fell out of favor within 20 years. Okay. And uh, I think there are a couple of churches that still follow it. the The African Methodist Episcopal churches, the mm. the, the what they call the traditional civil rights churches. Okay. <clears throat> uh, they still acknowledge it. Mm. Uh, when I first i don't even remember how i found out about it i think it might have been reading uh, robert weber's books
0: mm. uh,
1: about these things and i right. just thought being a uh influenced by john wimber and the vineyard mm-hmm. with and uh, a theologian named george ladd which was uh kind of an alternative to an alter- alternative way of seeing the end times
0: Okay. Rather
1: than we're waiting for Jesus Christ to return to
0: come out of the clouds and these
1: horrific things, you know the whole left behind.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Baloney, and it is baloney. It really mm-hmm. is. I say that. I'm not saying that flippantly. Mm-hmm. That's baloney, uh, and not even good baloney. It's like <laughs> prison baloney.
0: <laughs> submarine, <laughs> <Yeah>. submarine baloney. <laughs> it's not good.
1: So anyway, uh, and and it's this idea that that the presence of the Spirit is here and now. Mm-hmm. and and that's the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and you can and yes it's in the future uh a, a just world uh Isaiah probably has the best i forget the chapter but the the prophecy of isaiah isaiah's um uh, about the holy mountain of the Lord mm. and that the universe will become this uh, right. there will be no killing there will be no bloodshed on my holy mountain uh the you know everybody probably heard these lines somewhere where the lion will lie down with the There's lamb, right, right, right. the child will play with the Cobra. Uh, and they you know, th- there'll, there'll be this harmony and this, no need for no need to take a life to sustain your life ever mm. again. And so, so that was the, the, that's the Jewish ultimate Jewish vision of, of justice. and, and, And so that is and so in the Christian interpretation, that is the kingdom of God. That is what Mm. Jesus was preaching, telling parables about, demonstrating it. Uh, so living the future reality now. Mm. It gets you crucified in the now. Yeah, but but that's that's a part of the whole thing. And so so kingdom tied is that. And so I was attracted to it. So I started writing about it and putting materials up on our website like years ago. I don't know fifteen years mm. ago, and back then when you did a search uh on on uh google you uh or web crawler uh, Lycos. <laughs> yahoo <laughs> yahoo is still irrelevant. Uh, Jee- i would ask editor. jeeves remember <laughs> oh, jeeves yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on my uh on my netscape browser uh anyway uh i'm a am weird
0: on person. the a o l dial up <laughs> yeah <that's right. laughs>
1: And then somebody somebody picks up the phone and hangs you up on <laughs> yeah, the phone. Yeah, knocks you off. <laughs> Damn it, every time
0: <laughs> one third of the picture is downloaded. Nope. <laughs> Nobody
1: knows what we're talking about. <laughs> eh, some <do>. some <laughs> Anyway, um and and so yeah, you wouldn't you couldn't really find much on it on, on okay. the on the on the interwebs. Right. There was nothing on the YouTubes, nothing at all. And mm. so I noticed in recent years, uh there's there seems to be a A resurgence of it at least in in searches there's more materials more people acknowledging this Mm -hmm. this time period to give yourself to a meditation of uh and and adjusting your life adjusting the sales of your life so to speak uh to justice to uh living out the compassion of god here and now um and that kind of thing and so and i even got a, a contact i just remembered a few years ago i forget i think it was union theological school maybe In new york city uh a professor had written me and had and said she had a group of uh ignorant evangelicals like myself uh you know don't do liturgical seasons mm. uh very skeptical of them. They they celebrate Christmas and Easter, but, but you know, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but they're not liturgical. <laughs> it's right. just like, so anyway, uh, and she will so she had a group of students who weren't from any kind of liturgical background, and um, and asked if if she could use the writings that mm. I had done to to help them out because it was a good bridge, and so that was kind of
0: cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and, and could you sort of contrast? Uh, maybe the thing you 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 mentioned it with the kingdom tide a little bit but like could you contrast pentecost yeah. and kingdom tide and and kind of what what sets them apart in a way yeah so or, I, or why why they're both necessary yeah i be a better i, way to put I it. see
1: them as partnered just like uh just like you have advent christmas and epiphany those three are are three feasts if you will celebrations of god's presence uh that speak to each other they're connected to each other so i think pentecost uh which is from june to september uh and kingdom Tide, september to december are uh companion
0: Mm -hmm. uh
1: companion uh what am i trying to say here
0: seasons, seasons thank
1: you mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm glitching out here i'm glitching out like prime video on a thursday night football game uh i'm, no, still, you're, I'm you're, still angry about well, that i was gonna
0: say you're doing actually much better than prime did <laughs> yeah. on thursday night <laughs> yeah, i'm really angry about that anyway
1: um so so pentecost would be the empowerment of the holy spirit in your life for interior transformation the uh the, the transformation of your soul um which is the gift of the spirit the gift of grace in your life uh you may be stuck on in your wounds uh from your from life and then all of a sudden you wake up and there's a gift of forgiveness that comes through mm. you and and you move on you move forward and you're transformed and you, and you can't explain it so it's not even a right it's not a 12 step program in that sense it's not a bible study it's not a it's it's not a, a wellness program at all it's mm-hmm. it's the gift of grace mm-hmm. so that's the pentecost season the emphasis of that and then and then it and then it flows outward to kingdom tide which becomes more the outward empowerment uh of the spirit for working for justice working for economic equity working to uh uh to transform the world to serve people uh particularly uh the uh, the ones that are, are closest, if you will, to God's heart, uh, which would be the, the, the marginalized, the mm-hmm. poor, uh, the war torn, uh, the weary, uh, and and go go serve them. Mm-hmm. The Christ in you finds the Christ in the prisoner, and 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 they're one. And so you you know so you put yourself out there. Uh, like I think we did a a podcast on the, the Iona Creed. Mm-hmm. You're right. and yeah, You're right. and so that's that's working for justice, you know. And and, and I'm not talking about online social media uh, justice, you know, where you you posted something you there rage. that
0: that fixed it. Where you rage <clears throat> post something about a a particular topic yeah. that's that's hot?
1: Because that's all just self righteousness. It's just self, you know. So so I'm not talking about between wokistan and Magistan. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about those. Those people are just, uh,
0: uh, they're LARPing. Yeah. They're They're, LARPing and their kids in the
1: playground that are fighting over there. Let's the the adults, let's go over here Mm -hmm. away from their ruckus and do some real good. At least, you know, search that out Mm -hmm. together. So,
0: yeah. Well, and I think just to back up half a step for anyone that's listening. And if you heard the David's description of, of, um, kingdom theology a few few moments ago uh we did a an episode about John wimber yeah and cover yeah. covered that in pretty in depth so if 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 that uh we're not leaving that out we're not exploring that more by accident it's because we've discussed that in a in a, in length um so if you are interested in that idea um definitely look up the john wimber episode and so i get I guess to on this point of Uh, searching you know searching uh seeking a way to to um engage with with justice type of things in the world it's not not the best way i don't think to articulate it but just that idea of like stepping stepping out of your house stepping away from your computer or your your device and um engaging the world in some sort of justed mind justice minded way um and and i guess the my follow-up question would be just how have you seen that it seems as though you've always been sort of justice minded um from our conversations but i guess with you discovering kingdom tide how has that informed um sort of your your thought processes um, but more importantly, your actions around uh seeking justice yeah.
1: well it kinda you know in the when I was in the the charismatic circles the the uh, the cynic in me would say they focused only on inner transformation mm. and didn't want you to look at justice issues right. and I think that's true with a lot of conservative evangelical churches. Uh, because there's a lot of shame and, and a lot of, uh, uh, just a refusal to look at white supremacy in these churches, Mm. you know, I mean, it just dawned on me uh, maybe a year or two, maybe two years ago that, that the title Southern Baptist convention, which Mm -hmm. is the largest evangelical group in America, Mm. uh, the southern in that is not geographical; mm-hmm. they're not talking about a geographic, They're talking about a culture mm-hmm. of slavery mm-hmm. and Jim Crow and and holding on to those kinds of things. And they're a mess on that. So, they don't, so justice, civil rights issues were frowned upon. Every evangelical pastor you talked to, at least at least back in my day, in the '90s, if you brought up Martin Luther King Jr., they'd say, "Yeah, he he cheated on his wife." They they they're so brainwashed, <laughs> so therefore everything else right. is is uh. Uh, you know, uh, delegitimized. De- 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 you know, it's it's uh, we we can't listen to Martin Luther King Jr. because he cheated on his wife.
0: When well, you can't, and, the,
1: and it's the same people that elected Trump.
0: And you can't bring up Malcolm X because he was Muslim. Yeah, For... <laughs> because he was Muslim and he was violent, and and so uh, yeah, he he advocated
1: violence. So, uh, so yeah, so so civil rights was a very tricky thing in these white churches, uh, primarily white churches, and you know, in ours here in El Paso were Hispanic white mm-hmm. and and then uh black maybe i guess it was probably the demographic of El Paso uh, Yeah,
0: i mean there's just the southern new mexico west yeah, texas is hispanic yeah. and white
1: A- 80% 80% hispanic for those of you don't know 80 to 90% hispanic mexican american uh and and then uh, i don't know what is it like 15% white Know, you know, something sure. like that. And We're then, just
0: making up. And then even
1: smaller. Normal. And, and our neighborhood was, was more diverse cause it was a military
0: mm-hmm.
1: Fort bliss neighborhood. So, so we had more, uh, you know, and a lot of Vietnam, but
0: not, but not significantly more, not like a New York city yeah, borough. Yeah, yeah. No, right. no.
1: El Paso was very, just
0: in comparison to the rest of the yeah. yeah So
1: that was kind of our, but yeah. So, so other than doing outreach to the poor, uh, there was no very little talk about justice issues as far as uh, U.S. policy in Central America. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter obviously wasn't even a right a thing. Uh, it wasn't until I don't know Ferguson. When was that? Like
0: 2015, 2014? Yeah, it was, it so for been me, been, that that wasn't been even been on my radar.
1: That. You know, until then, uh, the Ferg—I think it was Ferguson—or or was, there's was another police killing in in the Baltimore area. Was that? I want to say.
0: Yeah, Freddie Gray. Fre- yeah so it was around Freddie that Gray. period,
1: and and I asked my uh, one of my uh, 2.3 black friends uh, that that I have and about it and. And, and and i and I framed the questions about it, uh, uh, uh as saying something like uh when did the police get so violent? when did this happen? how did this happen and he was just, he looked at me like, Where have you been he <laughs> said it's always been this way and he told me about how he when he lived in l a he was pulled over all the time mm-hmm. for uh driving while black you yeah. know walking while black and so so it kind of opened my eyes that this is and so so then that led to uh a furthering of looking at my own white privilege, mm. uh, even though I was born in a kind of lower middle class, uh, still maybe I wasn't born on third base, but maybe second base, mm-hmm. and and being told that I
0: with a lead that off I hit the double, you had a lead off. From <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I was born on second base. I didn't hit the I didn't hit the ball, and so so to look at those things are very painful. Mm-hmm. It's a painful transformation inside. And most people uh, uh, don't want to do that. They they just want to go to church and feel good. And they're on God's good side. And mm-hmm. so, and they feel good about themselves, which is the opposite of what the gospel does. Uh, it, it's not to lull you to sleep. It's to awaken you, you know, so.
0: Well, I mean, just the quick example is when the... The rich guy comes and says, "Yo, Jesus, what do I got to do to yeah. get to heaven, man?" He's like, yeah. "Oh, follow the commandments." He's like, "Oh, I've been doing that," and yeah. he's like, "Okay, well, you want next level? Like, get rid of everything yeah. and come come hang out." And he's like, like uh... "I don't know about that." He's like, "I'll be back. Let me go. <laughs> let me go uh, think about it." He's like, "I got my yacht
1: rock going. <laughs> I'm in the zone."
0: Which and one of the beautiful perspectives, in fact, when I was in Tizay, the the guy, I don't I don't know if you'd really call it a a liturgy or not a liturgy, a homily, but their version of it is, um, he said the story doesn't end there because we don't know if like six months later, the guy does come back. Yeah. He you might, you know, and, and, have. and have gotten rid of it, <laughs> e- gotten rid of everything. Um, it leaves the story open-ended, you exactly. know what I mean? Like he's still, it could go either way. Right. I mean, right. it could go an infinite number of ways, but he might've gone back to his old, you know, his old life and just been like, "Yeah, this is good enough. Um, or that stirring, whatever motivated him to ask those questions that day. Yeah. Could have stayed with him for the next year or two years. And and finally he wakes up one kind of like you were talking about earlier that you wake up and something in, in you has been internally yeah. re realigned and it's a new, it's a new day. It's a different exactly. day, you know? um, and so, I, I I guess the the next sort of thing we we wanted to look at is this idea of a, um, you've coined it. I'm I'm thinking it's your your coinage. You didn't get it from someone else, but this idea of like a working class, um, oh yeah, theology, um, and I, I guess well, let's start there. What? How would you define? Um, if you were, you know, you were talking to someone on the street, how would you define this idea of a, a working class um, theology at a at sort of a, a high level?
1: Yeah, I, that kind of working class spirituality kind of came from, you know, when I when I began to move in what you'd call the contemplative circles mm-hmm. of people, uh, just the demographic was all pretty much uh, affluent. And, um, and, and highly educated, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and so that, that bothered me, you know, it was like, Mm. if, if, you know, we're, you know, here we were, you know, you're reading people like John of the cross, uh, was, who would not be able to even be in those circles. Mm. Right. Uh, Jesus himself, uh is not in those circles. He said, you know, he, you know, he gives the parable. He said, uh, you know, I was the prisoner, mm. you know, I was the, the left out and the marginalized, the uneducated and on and on and on. Right. And, uh, so that's where he's hanging out. That's right. where the presence of God, uh, you know, liberation theology calls it the preferential option for the poor, which again mm. is academic speech. Of course. Uh, why not just say, uh, uh, God hangs out with the poor. Well, because
0: it doesn't, uh, for a dissertation to get your PhD, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. So that's
1: the irony of it all, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, popular courses in contemplative, uh, studies, uh, the ones that you're studying, the the texts that we're reading, uh, th- those authors wouldn't even be able to afford that course. And so here we are, what, what are we doing? You know? Yeah. And so, so that was a, that was a, uh conflict I, I've had uh you know within me right and so so whereas if if contemplation is true contemplation meaning uh, a contemplative perspective which is uh uh being able to perceive the presence of God in everything basically mm-hmm. in everyone mm-hmm. uh, if if it's only available to if, the, if only the the wealthy and the educated have access to it then what good is it if it's exclusive that way mm. I have a real problem with that you right know? because at Pentecost you see the ultimate democratization of religion uh it's the uh, it, that's the whole point of of the Pentecost experience mm. it's it's the poor and it's every nation every nation is, it was represented in this story in Acts chapter mm. 2 uh and it's the and it's the people on the streets. Mm. And who, uh, received the empowerment of the spirit. It's not the, the religious elites who, who, who studied and went through all the right hoops of their teams or whatever, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's the, it's the regular Joes, you know? And so, uh, yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, and maybe part of my problem is I read, uh, grapes of wrath when I was like 14 and it really <laughs> influenced me. Right. And so that, you know, Tom Joe. Has to go on the run, and he tells his mom that that great speech. He's all wherever he goes, wherever a cop is beating up a guy, I'll be there, ma. And then he's like, wherever children are crying because they're hungry and they got nothing to eat, I'll be there, ma. And he and he goes on to the litany of that, and mm. that was just very powerful. And so, uh, so that's yeah, uh, like like we've said here, your contemplative practices are really just fire drills. Mm-hmm. For the real fire
0: right right, yeah, uh which is
1: your ultimate vulnerability uh you know, and affluence keeps you from being mm-hmm. vulnerable uh because you don't need anybody, mm-hmm. you can purchase whatever resources you need and not be in need of anyone else around you, and that's a that's a you'll never. Awaken with with that kind of a situation, you know? You yeah. awaken when you're in, on the hospital bed. You know, and most people, it doesn't happen until the end of their lives, mm-hmm.
0: right? So, anyway. Well, and I think, too, one of the things... So, I think the affluence part of it... And I know you and I, I've had a pretty long conversation about this, but even just the um, maybe translation of it, right? Like, this idea of, like... You have the academic writings... Right. And so there's people that are reading those right. and translating in the sense that they're not literally translating it from a different language per se. Some are right. Like some of the Latin and Hebrew stuff is literally getting translated, right. but just taking it down the a step that, so it's more accessible to somebody. Right. Right. And then there's a tier of people that are reading those works and then uh, making it relatable to the, you know, to the next, um, I, I guess it would be an education level. You know what I mean? Like, um, and then, you know, and maybe at that level, it's like Richard Rohr, Barbara Brown Taylor, you know what I mean? Popular authors. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And then, and then, you know, the conversation you and I have is, has had, have had is like having another tier where it's it's right. accessible to even the next yeah um, exactly. the next group of of um of people that are just interested right like yeah. um just making it accessible you know and so um this idea of accessibility through whether you know maybe a podcast format like we're doing or you know books that we've talked about um yeah. publishing at some point um and widening the accessibility yeah, for exactly. any anyone interested in this contemplative lifestyle exactly um, and so how do you see some of the so we've you know we've kind of identified this um whether it's a problem you know what whatever this the way sort of things are as far as you know the accessibility to education affluence so on and so forth what are, what are you know, what's one thing you see in the world that, that can um, alleviate that and make it more accessible? How do, how do you envision that or how, you know, how do you step into that?
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it was just be present in the world. Uh, and, and, you know, I guess the language I, I would use is uh the spirit's leading, mm. you know, and, it's it's almost like you if you just have an, a sense of openness. That's that's what your contemplative practice does. It, it makes you open to everything that's possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then usually what happens is you'll you'll stumble on somebody and they'll invite you to do something. Go into a prison with them. Uh, go into uh, an ICE unit. Go to the hospital. You know something like that. Mm-hmm. And you just say yes, and you go and you become present there. With a with a spirit of learning, not not a savior complex. Mm-hmm. You know, I have something to give these people. No, you don't. All you can do is show up and and be a servant. And a servant, the best servants, I don't mean to get all Tao on our ass here, but <laughs> the best servant is someone that's serving and no one knows they're there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh and the same and that's a leader. And so uh, you know, I, I think it was the the Tao says that uh the best leaders are when the people say we did it and mm-hmm. they don't even know that this leader even helped them do it mm-hmm. that's and so uh so you just begin to live your life that way you know uh that's that's kind of how I, it's a slower process and you can't write a newsletter and post about it on social media to you know it's it's you know it's not going to be celebrated not, or anything it's not like flashy. that yeah exactly yeah. so it's very ordinary
0: well, and I think the two things that come to, well, one thing came to mind as you were speaking and, and something I've thought about in, about this topic in general, the the first one that came to mind when, as you were speaking was just, um, stay teachable.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. And, and, um, cause I know for myself when I, when I think I know it all, you know, on a subject or how something should be done or what something should look like, um, it, it, it can get, uh, not bypassed, but it could end up kind of like a car wreck, right? Where maybe the thing still gets done, but it's messy. And, um, you know, maybe someone's feelings are hurt or, you know, it just uh, can be very abrupt and aggressive maybe is a way to say it. Whereas if I take the same subject and the same uh, thing, whatever, you know, whatever it might be, but, but instead of like, oh, I know this and shift it to, what can I, what can I learn in this? What can I, um, how can I further get knowledge? You know what I yeah, mean? And yeah. just, just shift from this, uh, egotistical, like, oh yeah, yeah. Don't, you can't tell me nothing to this. Like, okay, so maybe what's a better way to do that. You know yeah, what I mean? And start yeah. engaging through questions. Um, and the other one is, and I think we talked about this last week, but just this question that I've been wrestling with recently, but just this question, what's mine to do? Yeah. You know, and, and um, that kind of what you're saying, this idea of saying yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and um, you know, some, some of the, like in our, our friendship specifically, some of the, the coolest times or fun, funnest times or, um, just times of service have been like, maybe I've suggested something to you and you're like, yeah, let's go check that out or vice yeah. versa. You know what I mean? And, and it's taken us down a path and sometimes, sometimes it's just it's just a, a path of like something to do that day yeah it's a one off yeah and then sometimes it's led to a several month adventure right. yeah, you know exactly. what i mean that that unfolded in in ways we could have never yeah um, never imagined and um <clears throat> excuse me rippled out so that other people in our orbit have been a part of it in a service type of way too. Right. And so, and all organically, it wasn't like we were recruiting people to to help us or anything like that.
1: It's not institutional at all. Mm You don't have a shelf life, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's organic Uh, (laughs) as they say on res, Dogs. grassroots, (laughs) a little, a little shout out to reservation dogs. One of the greatest shows on (laughs) television right now. So (laughs) it's organic. (laughs)
0: So, um, so I guess with those two ideas, as far as like what's mine to do and staying teachable, what, what are, what are some of the things that come up for you? Yeah.
1: I just remembered this, this is a, something I've meditated on for years. I just did an internet search on my phone for it and it can't, and the first one was our website. <laughs> so I guess it's not very popular. <laughs> I'm the good. only one who's put it out there, but it's, it's, uh, it was an author, uh, named Hugh, uh, Prather. I believe he was a Methodist uh pastor okay uh back in the day and this is just very powerful he, it's very contrasting to the popular christianity you see now mm. uh but it rings true he says jesus's life did not go well he didn't reach his earning potential he didn't have the respect of his colleagues his friends weren't loyal his life wasn't long he didn't meet his soulmate and he was under and he was uh, uh, misunderstood by his own mother. Yet I think I deserve all those things because I am spiritual. Mm. And so it's a very powerful way of looking at it. And so, right. yeah, to enter into that kind of a spirit rather than trying to, to empower myself or mm. enrich myself or basically get security for myself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, reach my earning potential uh you know, uh, have a a safe retirement kind of thing. You know, the the American dream versus the gospel is basically what it is. So yeah, because most people are living that.
0: So, so I I think that would be an interesting question, especially because you have so much um, experience with it, but, you know, this person that is sort of stepping into that. Um, and it doesn't even have to be Christianity. I mean, I think there's Buddhists like that. I think there's new age people like that, you know, Muslims yeah. like that, whatever. But someone that someone that sort of reached uh, this point of contemplation. So they've at least cracked the door open, whether it's through some Richard Rohr books or maybe come across some interesting podcasts. And and this idea of a contemplative lifestyle has they started walking that down that path. Right. Yeah. Um, And so, but there's also this one foot in that and one foot in the uh, enjoying the, the spoils, if you will, of an affluent, secure life. Um, and, And how would you, or how have you witnessed people navigate that?
1: i I think the ideal is people that aren't even aware that they're on that, which are the poor uh they're they're not thinking to themselves i'm I'm on a contemplative path that they're not thinking that at all they're just living their lives uh and the and the poverty itself and i and when I mean poverty in a very general sense, this could be relational poverty mm-hmm. it could be uh uh, personality poverty. It could be so. It's not just financial,
0: you know. Right, it's, but but it's, financial could fall in that. Right. As yeah. Well. Yeah.
1: It could be a chronic illness mm. throughout your life, uh, and these people have in, have had to, out of survival, had to have lived in that place. Mm. Uh, so I I witnessed them to to be to see it. Uh, so you see children. In a refugee camp in Syria, uh, you know, from Syria, not in Syria, uh, playing uh, soccer behind barbed wire. They've got something. Mm-hmm. They've the kingdom of God is theirs, uh, as, as Jesus would say. And uh, and so I witnessed them to to be taught to be to see that. I've known people that couldn't even read, and they had, you know, they they mm-hmm. just have. You go into any dusty. Old Mexican church uh in El Paso and uh and 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 you see uh the huddled old ladies whispering mm-hmm. their rosaries mm-hmm. they got it they mm-hmm. know it you witness them uh and if they notice you and give you a smile then you' that's God smiling on you mm. and so it's it's that kind of thing oh I think I've mentioned this before one time we were at a touristy place where uh, in your neck of the woods uh, uh um, old messiah and there's that old church there uh, in the middle of the the square. I forget. Saint
0: San, San Albino? Albino. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, it was a Saturday afternoon. You had all the baby boomer uh, pains in the ass, riding their Harleys around the square. Letting <laughs> us all know, you know, with the loud, you know, the yeah, loud yeah, yeah. Uh, tailpipes. And, and you had tourists every, you know, people shopping, you know, going to the restaurant, you know, it's just the street was filled, the square. Yeah. It's, it's an old town square and, and so in the middle of it, there's this, uh, ancient church. And, uh, <clears throat> so we went in and this was a Saturday afternoon, about four o'clock and they were doing silence. It was, a, and it was just like maybe a hundred people just sitting there in the pews in silence. Well, all this stuff was going out on yeah. the street level. That's the kingdom of God, you know? Yeah. And so, um, in the midst of the noise, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so yeah, uh, it's it's kind of like uh, the guy who wrote the Iona Creed. His name is escaping me now. Uh, oh, yeah. From Iona. Uh, uh. Anyway, he yeah. said, <laughs> he said he aimed to take Christ, the the crucifixion of Christ, out of the cathedral between two candles and put it where it actually belongs, which was on the street mm-hmm. where there was gambling. Uh, where there were people you know loud noises people selling elote uh at the crucifixion um sorry that's kind of a catholic school joke there uh and so yeah to put it on the streets
0: yeah so, so well it's funny too because um this just crossed my mind as you were painting that picture but um you know we I've talked about on this podcast quite a bit about um walking the camino and visiting assisi and it's right. very funny because um the same the same thing on, on a bigger level, right, than old Messia, you know, Assisi is probably a similar size to Messia, but the their main attraction is tourism because right. of, of Francis and Claire. Um and then uh is, it's much bigger than uh the messiah but it's funny because there are those those pockets of silence those co- pockets of contemplation yeah. whether it's in the cathedral or like um very for me personally there's a there's a little cave on top of this mountain that francis used to pray in, and it's it's kind of a pain in the ass to get to it's not not uh it's not very simple yeah but to have walked up there and sat in there And done some writing for 15 or 20 minutes was probably you know and it's the same thing you know however many feet below all the the little trinket shops and you know what i mean people taking tours of the cathedrals and um which you know which is all fine and well and beautiful but those those few minutes you know if it was 15 minutes sitting in that that little um naturally occurring cave right? right like. It was just in the side of this mountain um, and just sitting there and doing some simple writing, you know, and being present to to what was in that moment, um, just as natural occurring a place that if you put it anywhere else in the world, it would be extremely unremarkable. Yeah. But the fact that it was next to CC and allegedly Francis, it sat, sat in there yeah. and it's like, oh, this, you know, this is yeah. amazing. And and um you know and, and um incredibly that's how nature works yeah right we exactly. can go anywhere in the middle of nowhere and if you're willing to be there uh in that moment and just have an open mind to it nature nature always produces that um i would say that same that would you know you you painted the picture of the old lady smiling at you yeah um you know, completely alone in nature, it's that same thing, like something, you know, whether it's a bird flying by or just observing a bush, you know what I mean? Or, uh, you know, sitting up with a tree as your, you know, your backrest or whatever, you know, that's, that is also for me, God smiling. And it's, it's both things. It's being in nature, but it's also finding these places in the street where civilization is, is uh, just going about its day, right? Yeah, it could just yeah. be a random Wednesday. Um.
1: Yeah, and I I mean, you'd ask, how can you witness? I would also suggest for those who are more, want more pragmatic
0: mm-hmm.
1: advice, I guess, uh, take the Beatitudes of Jesus. It's in mm-hmm. the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, the Beatitudes, meaning the the blessed, the, the people that are blessed. Uh, it's in the Sermon on the Mount. You know, and he says, Blessed are the poor, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the peacemakers, they'll be called the the children of God. Uh blessed are the mourn the mourning, they'll be comforted, you know, that that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And and seek to become that those people in your life, and then go find them. Uh, and you'll and you know, it'd be an amazing thing. You could tell when you're in this like there's a Taizé prayer, keep us in the spirit of the Beatitudes, uh simplicity joy and mercy mm-hmm. and uh and i've seen it in people's eyes you can see uh uh you can see grief in people's eyes right. I, I, I could tell i can look at someone's eyes and it's because i've experienced it myself i've been mm-hmm. bereaved uh you know uh so after my brother was killed at, when i was 23 he was 21 uh I could see that look of grief in people's eyes uh, if they've lost a, a close loved mm-hmm. one, you could see it. You, it was a, it was a physical look in their eyes and right. the suffering in me reached out to the suffering in them and vice versa. And um, it's a powerful thing, you know? Um, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's extremely true. And I think that's, you know, we, um obviously, this podcast talks a lot about community, but, um, what I'm about to talk about is more the larger community. So maybe right. not the people you interact with on a day-to-day basis or a week to week, you know, right. um, but sort of that next maybe ring or two out with someone you might only encounter maybe once in your life. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and being able, like you're saying right now, whatever it is, whether it's grief or shame or fear or, um, the list can go on. Right. But yeah. just having that eye to eye connection and being able to, to, um, witness it in each other, yeah, you know, yeah. and, um, and, and maybe not even exchange words, right. Like maybe just no, it, exchange tears, right. yeah, you know, or, or, um, a hug, you know, whatever yeah. it might be, just something Something where it's like, I I see, I see. Exactly. I see you. Um, and how powerful that is.
1: And to witness one healed. another. Mm-hmm. The addicted know the addicted. And, you know, so you could add on to the list in your meditation. You know, blessed are the addicted. Uh, they will know uh, true humility, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, blessed are they who have no retirement. <laughs> you know, they... Uh, so you can, you know, add on to your own, I'm doing a terrible job doing it. But.
0: No, but, I, well, I, but I think the reason, you know, I think the bigger point is there's things that aren't listed in the Beatitudes that people have gone through.
1: Right. It's a template so, to yeah,
0: so look, expand it. Look in the mirror and think about the things you have gone through as an individual. So yeah. whoever's listening to this, look in the mirror, you know, know, know where you've, uh, how society at least would, would, um, define as falling short or failing or um, not doing good or whatever it is. And you, those are the things that then become when you can embrace them and heal those things. Those are the things you can then, those are your gifts to the world. Yeah. Um, Because the broken part of, of any, you know, of anything is where that, that's the part that allows God to shine through in whatever moment it might be. And so, you know, for me, we've talked about it it's alcoholism that's a pretty yeah. easy one for me to look at um but not everyone deals with that you know what i mean so what what have you dealt with yeah exactly what 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 have you been supported through um you know by your community and your loved ones and now um if you're at a place you know are you able to then turn around and support someone else even if it's a 5 minute conversation yeah, exactly and just being present um did you have
1: yeah, I was remembering uh, Nadia bowles weber the the rock star pastor, uh, Lutheran pastor. I think she's up in Colorado. She,
0: she moved to New York recently. Oh, as she? Oh, yeah, she's, during the pandemic, I think. Uh um, um, but she her big church, her big famous church, is in Colorado.
1: Yeah, well, she wrote she wrote a, a an interpretation of the Beatitudes that I've often uh, read aloud to our groups. Do you want me to read it here, yeah. or just read some of it? Or?
0: No, I think uh, actually we'll end with that. Yeah, we'll cool. end with that. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. this no, sounds good. I mean, we're close enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and read it. Yeah,
1: so this is Nadia bowles weber and her, her beatitudes. Blessed are the agnostics. Blessed are they who doubt. Those who aren't sure, who can still be surprised. Blessed are they who are spiritually impoverished and therefore do not so, uh, th- and therefore are not so certain about everything that they no longer take in new information. Blessed are those who have nothing to offer. Blessed are they for whom nothing seems to be working. Blessed are the preschoolers who cut in line at communion. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You are of heaven and Jesus blesses you. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are they for whom death is not an abstraction. Blessed are they who have buried their loved ones for whom tears are as real as an ocean. Blessed are they who have loved enough to know what loss feels like. Blessed are the mothers of the miscarried. Blessed are they who don't have the luxury of taking things for granted anymore. Blessed are they who can't fall apart because they have to keep it together for everyone else. Blessed are the motherless, the alone, the ones for whom so much has been taken. Blessed are those who still aren't over it yet. Blessed are they who laughed again when for so long they thought they never would. And blessed are those who mourn. You are of heaven and Jesus blesses you. So, yeah, that's
0: some good stuff there. It's beautiful. Powerful, yeah. Uh, thank you for reading that. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Nadia Bowles-Weber out there. To, uh, yeah, thank her for <laughs> for uh putting that into the world so um you feel good yeah uh yeah thank you everyone for uh tuning in for another episode of uh desert rain community radio dispatches from the verge as you hear in the background that's Monk drums thank you jacob nedia and um yeah until next week